Would you please take the word of God with me and turn to Luke chapter 2. The gospel according to Luke chapter 2 this evening. And I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to fill in for our pastor tonight. And looking forward to this upcoming Sunday where Lord willing he'll be back with us here in the pulpit. I'm thankful for uh, his investment in my life and in the life of my wife. And how he is, and how the Lord is using him, and how the Lord is using this church, and uh, I count it a great privilege to have this opportunity tonight. Luke chapter two, and we'll begin reading verse number twenty-five. Luke chapter two, starting in verse twenty-five, the word of God says, "And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem." whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, his mother, behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. This is God's word, and we know that he will bless it. I want to draw your attention to a word that we find in verse number 25, where the Bible tells us that Simeon, he was a just and devout man, well, would you underline this word in verse 25 where the Bible says that Simeon was waiting. Simeon, the same man, was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Waiting. And I want to speak on this evening, what does it mean to wait upon God? What does it mean to wait upon God? We live in a world that has conditioned us to want what we want whenever we want it. It's true. If we want something, we can order it online. And at the very next day, it's on our doorsteps. And oftentimes we can have this idea with God that the Lord, we can think that the Lord works according to our time. But this passage, this story, this account of Simeon teaches us a very critical lesson. That there is a blessing that comes with waiting upon God. 
And God often uses the periods in our lives where he makes us wait to do a work in us. Even as we find how this man was waiting upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Spurgeon put it this way. He said, if the Lord Jehovah makes us wait, let us do so with our whole hearts. For blessed are all they that wait for him. He is worth waiting for. The waiting itself is beneficial to us. It tries faith, exercises patience, trains submission, and endears the blessing when it comes. The Lord's people have always been awaiting people. And oftentimes God instructs us to wait, that he will work, but he is not going to work according to our own timing. He works according to his glorious timing. Remember with Mary and Martha, how when their their brother Lazarus had died, they had called for Jesus to come and to heal their brother. But the Bible tells us that after news was brought to the Lord Jesus Christ, that Lazarus was sick and ready to die. Jesus stood still. He didn't move for two days. Then Lazarus died and they went to Jesus and they essentially told Jesus, Lord, where were you? They said, Lord, if thou hast been here, if you had just come when we had called, our brother had not died. They wanted Jesus to work according to their own time, not realizing that Jesus waited. Because all along he had a plan and a purpose so that when all of the Jews would come and would witness this great resurrection of the dead. So there is a blessing when God makes us wait. And I want to show you this evening that Simeon waited upon God because he believed the word that was spoken by God. Simeon waited because he believed the word that was spoken by God. Notice with me in verse number 26, the Bible says, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. The Holy Spirit revealed this to him. The Holy Spirit showed him that he was not going to die until he had seen the Lord Jesus Christ face to face. And the Bible tells us that he he, he trusted, he believed the promise that God had made to him. He was waiting because he believed that God was going to do this, that God was going to fulfill this promise. And oftentimes when we would pray unto the Lord, when we would seek the Lord concerning a particular matter, he makes us wait. But how do we wait upon God? We wait upon God by resting upon his word. We wait upon God by resting upon his promise. Consider with me in the book of Romans chapter four, how God told Abraham that he was going to have a son and from his son that a great and mighty nation would come from his seed. And the Bible tells us in Romans chapter four, starting in verse number 19 and being not weak in faith. This is speaking of Abraham. He considered not his own body now dead. Yet when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. And notice in verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what 
he had promised he was able to perform. Think of this. God promised Abraham that he would have a son. And Abraham waited upon God for 25 years for God to bring forth his promise. But the Bible says that while Abraham waited, he staggered not at the promise of God. He knew that if God said it, it will come to pass. As the word of God tells us, for all of the promises of God are yea and amen in him. In other words, if you are waiting upon God, if you are seeking God, you can rest upon his word. It was revealed unto Simeon by the Holy Spirit that he was not going to die, that he was not going to die until he had seen the Lord Jesus Christ. But what has the Lord revealed unto you by his word? How about in Romans chapter 8, verse 28? And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Or Romans chapter 8, where the Bible tells us, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Jesus said it very plainly and clearly. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock. And the door will be open unto you for everyone that asketh, receive it. This is a promise that the Spirit of God has revealed to us. And whatever it may be, we can wait upon God. There are those that are seeking wisdom. The, the book of James tells us, if any man lacketh wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally. And we seek that promise and we, we stand upon that promise, but we wait. We wait for God to bring it to pass. And the way that we wait is we rest upon his word. We realize that if God said it, it will come to pass. This is the same God that simply spoke and said, let there be light and there was light. This is the same God that spoke and, and, and formed man by his very word. It's interesting when you read the beginning of the book of Genesis, the Bible says, and God said, and then it says, and it was so. And God said, and it was so. And God said, and it was so. So if God has spoken it in his word, it will come to pass. So the way that we wait, number one, is, is we rest upon the promise of God. We realize that if he has spoken it, he is bound to his word. And Abraham Although he waited for many years, he staggered not at the promise of God. And in Romans chapter 4, verse 21, the Bible tells us that he was fully persuaded. I ask you, are you fully persuaded? The Bible tells us that Abraham was fully persuaded that he was able to perform that thing which he had promised. Somehow, some way, I may not know how it's all going to come to pass, but if God promised it, he's going to bring it to pass. Amen. And he came to a point where he was com com completely convinced. The Bible says he was fully persuaded. And the same should be with us. That we can be fully persuaded about God's word. Whatever it is that the Lord reveals to us, whatever promise it is that he gives us in his word, we can rest upon him. And wait for him. Not only did Simeon wait upon the Lord because he believed his word. But while he waited, he was led by the spirit of God. While he waited, he was led by the spirit of God. Notice with me in verse number 27. And he came by the spirit into the temple. 
And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. It is an interesting thing that God knew the right time. He promised and he led. Aren't you thankful that we serve a God that can lead us? that knows all things. And it was the exact timing when Jesus, when the child Jesus Christ came into the temple, the Holy Spirit said, now is the time. Come in. As one man put it, God is bigger than time, dates, and appointments. He wants you to move through this day with a quiet heart and inward assurance that he is in control a peaceful certainty that your life is in his hands and a deep trust in his plans and all that he allows in a, in a thankful disposition. He wants you to put your faith in him, not in a timetable. He wants you to wait on him and wait for him. In his perfect way, he will put everything together, see to every detail, arrange every circumstance, and order every step to bring to pass what he has for you. And I, I, I like that quote because the Lord truly did arrange every circumstance. That Simeon wasn't to wait, he wasn't to, to be one who was waiting upon time or dates, simply to be led by his spirit. And we as the people of God, as we are waiting upon God, we can trust that the Spirit of God is leading us. I'm thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ gave us His Holy Spirit that now lives inside of us, that teaches us and guides us into all truth. And if we would not quench the Holy Spirit, if we would not grieve the Holy Spirit, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God will lead us even in those times in which we are waiting upon God. I found a lot of comfort in Psalm 62 concerning this matter of waiting upon God. Would you turn there? David was a man also who waited upon God. We read about many men in scripture who had to wait for God. As David was running for his life, wrote the psalm. He was waiting upon God. Is very clear from the uh, opening verse of Psalm 62. Where David said, Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From Him cometh my salvation. In verse 5, we, we find this again. He says, My soul, speaking to his own soul, he said, My soul, wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from Him. My expectation is from God. I am waiting upon God. He said, truly my soul waited upon the Lord. But He doesn't end there. Notice with me in verse number 8. With the same thought of waiting upon God, He says, trust in Him at all times. Even in those moments where you are waiting upon God, even when the answer hasn't come yet, even when you haven't seen God come through and work in the way that you have been praying and desiring, the Bible says, trust in Him at all times. And it doesn't just end there. He says, trust in Him at every time. And then the Bible says, pour out your hearts before Him. 
When you are waiting, trust God. When you are waiting, pour out your hearts before the Lord. The phrase, pour out your heart before the Lord, gives us the same idea when that woman took, broke the alabaster box and poured out the ointment upon the Lord Jesus Christ. She poured it out completely upon Christ. Whatever burden it is, whatever pain it is, whatever trial that you are facing, that you are asking God to come and deliver you from, when you are waiting, pour out your heart before him. Give it all to Christ and leave it at his feet. Realizing that he is the only one that can bear our burdens for us. I love that hymn, what, oh, what peace we often forfeit, all because we do not carry it to God in prayer. There are so much that we carry upon ourselves unnecessarily because we simply do not pray. We simply do not pour it out upon the Lord. And realizing that, Lord, I can't do anything about this. Lord, this is entirely out of my control, but I'm just going to leave it at thy feet. The Bible tells us to cast all of our care upon him, for he careth for you. Trust in him at all times. Pour out your hearts before him. And then lastly, it says God is a refuge for us. It's interesting. We, 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 we can trust him at all times while we're waiting. We can pour our hearts out to him while we're waiting and we can hide in him while we're waiting. That's what refuge means is a place they can come and find shelter and safety and security. While you wait for God, you can go into him and hide. So he says, wait for God. Truly, my soul waited for God from him only cometh my expectation. And by the way, uh, that gives us a lot of insight. Our expectation should not be from our circumstances changing. Our expectation should not be from a, another man or a woman. Our expectation must entirely be of God himself. Therefore, wait for him. Therefore, wait upon him. Oftentimes, when we have to wait upon God for an extended period of time, uh, one, uh, uh, two things could possibly happen. One or two things often happen. First is doubt creeps in. And we begin to doubt and wonder after an extended period of time as praying to the Lord. We, we, we can uh, quickly begin to doubt, is God even going to work and move? Am I waiting in vain? And then sometimes, other times, when we have to wait for an extended period of time, we, we, we say, you know what? Let me just try to handle this myself. I'm just trying to do this myself. You remember when King Saul didn't wait for Samuel to sacrifice, to do the sacrifice, but he went in before the prophet came. He disobeyed God because of that. And the Lord took away the kingdom from Saul and gave it to David because he didn't wait. Abraham did not wait. And his wife, both of them did not wait. And Abraham went into Sarah's handmaid and had another child. This was not God's will. And because of this, all sorts of trouble came. You see, there is a danger when we don't wait upon God. There is a danger when we try to handle it ourselves. There is a danger when we allow Satan to shoot the fiery arrows of dart and, 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 and secretly and suddenly, uh, Satan will say, 
the Lord isn't going to answer. The Lord has forgotten about this. Satan will whisper in your ear saying this is too big for him to do. And often when we wait for an extended period of time, that, that doubt begins to creep in. Yeah. That if. Yeah. But notice as David said, truly, only from him cometh my expectation. Therefore, we are to wait upon God. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 25 and 26 tells us the Lord is good. unto all them that wait for him. To the soul that seeketh him. And then it goes on to say, It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. They go hand in hand, hoping in his word and waiting for him. Whatever it may be. We can leave this tent tonight with our faith strengthened, realizing that God will work according to his own time. I can wait for him. All of the promises are yea and amen. The Lord has not broken a promise yet. That's why David said, I've been young and now I'm old. Not once have I seen the righteous forsaken. You know what he was saying? Not once have I seen God break his promise. Not once have I seen God not come through for his people. Therefore, wait for him. Wait upon him. And time is never wasted when waiting upon God. Time is never wasted. The world will tell you time is wasted, but time is never wasted when waiting upon God because God is molding us and making us more and more like our dear Savior, especially in those times when He makes us wait. He teaches us patience. That's why James said, brethren, count it all joy when you go through diverse temptations, knowing this, that God is building patience inside of you. Patience. Book of Hebrews chapter 10 tells us, but ye have need of patience. In other words, God would bring us to certain circumstances in our lives where he would teach us to wait so that he would teach us what it means to truly have patience, what it truly means to wait upon him. Therefore, wait. Pour out your hearts before him. Trust in Him at all times. And find in the person of Jesus Christ that refuge and that shelter, that security that you can hide into. Realizing that He will work according to His own time. Said in His word in the book of Isaiah, He said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The, the way that we think God should work and the timing that we think should be had may not necessarily be God's. It may not. Because he said that his ways and his thoughts are much higher than our ways and our thoughts. Therefore, wait upon God. And I leave you with Psalm 27 verse 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And lastly, very quickly, because Simeon waited upon God for this promise, 
He was not only led by the Spirit of God, but he saw the glory of God. I want you to, I want you to think, look, look at this with me. He said in verse 30, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. He saw God work. He saw God move. He saw God perform that thing which he had promised. And when we wait upon God, we will see his glory. John chapter 11, verse 40, the Lord Jesus said, said not I unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see my glory. Thou shouldest see the glory of God. Because he waited, he saw God. He saw Jesus face to face because he waited. I'd just like to submit in closing that if we wait upon God, trust in him at all times, and even in those moments while we are waiting, we pour out our hearts before him, we will see the glory of God. We will see the Lord work. We will see the Lord answer. But simply wait upon the Lord. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we are thankful for your precious word that exhorts us to wait upon thee. We are thankful, Father, that your timing is perfect, that your way is perfect. As one testified of Jesus, he doeth all things well. There is no flaw in him. There is no corruption in him. He is perfect and pure. And Father, our Savior is worthy of our trust. I pray for the one here this evening who is here maybe watching, who has an anxious soul. I pray, Father, that thou would help them, help us to wait upon thee and to know that in thy timing, in thy way, thou will work these things together. For thou hast promised that, that thou will work all things together for our good. So I pray that we would leave this place with our faith strengthened, with our faith upon Jesus, realizing that his work is perfect and his way is perfect. But in the meantime, Father, while we wait, we pray that we would trust thee at all times, that we would pour our hearts before thee, and that we would find in thee our refuge and shelter while we wait for the storm to pass. I pray, Father, for anyone here this evening who is without Christ, that tonight would be the night of their salvation. Oh, Father, I think of how Simeon saw Jesus and testified of Jesus, this Savior, how he was the light of the Gentiles, how through him would be the rising and the fall of many, that through him salvation would be brought to the world. And I pray that this same Jesus will be lifted up in our midst. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory and praise for all that thou will do in our midst. For we ask these things in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.